Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Hot Off The Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and it's a solo up today, you guys. I feel like I haven't done a solo episode in a fucking minute. Maybe I have. I really can't keep track of time anymore. I don't know what's going on. Um, Life, as you guys have heard over the last two weeks, has been rather chaotic. So, yeah, you know, we're figuring it out. We're going day by day. And um, still at my mom's, still waiting for that move-in date, which is in next week. Can't fucking wait to show everybody Um, my new place. Super, super cute. And um, I can't wait to just get the fuck into Bravo. Before we get into it, I have to tell everybody I started Indian Matchmaker on Netflix. Incredible show. Incredible. I haven't seen a frame of this show. No one is talking about it. I see a couple tweets here and there, but I want this show to blow up. It's on its third season. It's incredible. I I just love it. And the next week, Netflix is launching Jewish Matchmaking, um, which is a similar premise, um, but obviously with Jewish people. So I'm just excited about all these new shows that Netflix is turning out. You know, then we have Selling Sunset, middle of May. We have The Ultimatum, Queer Love coming out end of May. Um, I think May 24th. And that will be, um, if you guys don't know what The Ultimatum is, it's it's incredible. The So let me tell you, let me tell you about this show. If you don't know, The Ultimatum is a, it's a dating reality show, of course, because what else does Netflix want to put out besides, you know, old sitcoms and <laughs> trash TV? You know, they've really cornered the market and I got to tip my hat. So The Ultimatum is about these couples that all kind of get thrown together But one person in each couple has issued the ultimatum for their partner saying, if you don't propose to me by the end of this situation, end of this experiment or whatever the fuck you want to call it, we're breaking up. Now, that doesn't scream healthy relationship to me. That doesn't, you know, I don't think that that's a story I would want to tell my kids like, yeah, so when your dad and I, before we got married, I told him he needed to figure the fuck out. Um, So then we went on this reality show. And not only that, but producers and casting chooses other couples where they do some sort of like scientific compatibility test or whatever the fuck you want to call it. 
and they they pair you up like so they put other couples that are feeling the same way having an ultimatum but also that you would be compatible with and you have like a day to figure out if you want to stay with your partner or if you want to go with someone else and then you kind of all are together and you're like figuring each other out some people leave for the other person or they think the grass is greener on the other side and they choose the other person it's incredible 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 television i love it also i know i'm late per use on the television scripted real um shows that come out um i don't know what that sentence was my apologies you guys um and my brain's a little scattered so crazy 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 i started yellow jackets with my mom and i'm obsessed I know everybody was raving about it the very first season. I know that Melanie Linsicki, like everyone was like, she's mother and like she's got to like get at the Emmys and like I'm talking how they talk on Twitter and I sound like a fucking idiot, but you get what I'm saying. It's so good. It is so fucking good. We just finished season one. We're going to start season two. Uh, We turn it like when we turn it off, like we have to unwind because like it's kind of heavy. It's dark. It's heavy. There is like some comedic moments, like, but most of all, you're just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? It's so unique. It's so well written. The actors that they got to play um, the main characters, like when they're younger, are perfect, like matches. Like you can definitely, like when they, cause they kind of go back and forth in time. Like they go like present day and then they go into the past, which takes place in the nineties. And it's just really, really good. It's about the soccer team and a plane crash. And it's, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's, oh God, it's so good. I'm so obsessed. It's like all I can think about. Also some, you know, some big news this weekend, lots of weddings. Sophia Richie got married this weekend and, um, that was my Royal wedding. I loved it, but now, of course, I have a but. People that are going around and calling her wedding quiet luxury need to be fucking for real. I need people who are saying that to sit the fuck down and just shut up. People that talk like that have been online for too fucking long and they need to log off, take a walk around the block, maybe go get a coffee because no, 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 baby. That's not quiet luxury. No. She was in three Chanel gowns. She had Lionel Richie there. Obviously, it's her dad, you know, performing. Good Charlotte. Like, she had Paris Hilton. Um, Cameron Diaz was there, obviously, because she's married to one of the other good Charlotte brothers, one of the Maddens. Like, there was nothing quietly luxurious about this wedding. It was, like, just pretty luxurious. Like, it was in the south of France. Like, you know, maybe was it the south of France? Maybe it was the north of France. I don't know. I TBD. But it was in France. I mean, there it wasn't quiet luxury, okay? I, I also just don't think there is such thing as quiet luxury, really. Like, I think there's a difference between having money and having wealth. Um, And we see that play out on Beverly Hills, for example. Like there's Erica who had money. And then there's Kathy Hilton who has wealth. It's kind of like in succession when they make fun of the ludicrously capricious bag. It's like, yeah, because she has labels and she's showing off the labels. 
Like, that's what's going on. Like, it's very clear it's Burberry. Like, wealthy people would never wear that. And I'm saying this as someone with her, living with her mother right now. So I have like, who the fuck am I? But I'm just saying like, just there's these terms that are like being thrown around on the internet that are like, you know, quiet luxury, like soft girl era, like feminine girl era, like shut the fuck up. I am so sick of it. It's like, Every fucking day I go on TikTok and it's like I'm being fucking slammed with this like new aesthetic. Like just be quiet. Just like what you fucking like and move on. Stop trying to like fit this like aesthetic or like if that's who you are, like you don't have to be an aesthetic. You're like you're a fucking person. It's so crazy to me. And this whole idea of like clean girl aesthetic, like I'm a clean girl. Like you live like a fucking maniac. Like no one... No one in the real world lives like that. And that's okay. Your normal life, that doesn't include beige walls, beige carpets, you know, white plates, like, you know, everything looking perfect. Like, it's okay. And maybe this is, maybe I'm saying it for me, you know, maybe I'm trying to talk myself into this because it's like, it, I mean, it does get to you. You, you were human. Like when you see shit like that, you're kind of like, wow, like, should I be living like that? Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, do I need this? Do I need that? Like, will this make my life better? And it's like, probably not, bitch. Probably fucking not. You know what would make my life better is if, I don't know, our rights weren't being stripped away. If, you know, I got paid more for my job. Those are the things that would actually impact my life. Not, okay, well, is this, if I buy this, will this make me happy? It's like, probably not, probably not. I don't know. I just, I'm, I just find myself being exhausted by it. Just so fucking tired of just this like whole, like far, there's like these new, um, it's like homestead talk or something. And it's like these girls that live in these faux farmhouses or something making cheese I don't know but I'm like what the fuck are we doing what the fuck is happening right now I don't know how I got on this tangent I don't know where I am I don't know what's going on but all I know is that I feel this way someone else might feel this way I hope someone does um, because I, I'm fucking exhausted and trust me, I get swept up in it too. Don't even try me. I get swept up in it. I, you know, especially because now I'm like, you know, furnishing like a two story little townhouse thing. Like it's a lot. And I, you know, I'm thinking like, well, what kind of vibe do I want? What do I want for, you know, this corner to look like? And like, then I get nervous and I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. It's, it's been a long work day. Um, anyway, anyway, okay. Let's just, I just need to shut the fuck up. Let's just get into Bravo. I need to talk about Summer House, obviously. But first, before I do that, I do want to just talk some news. The Real Houses New Jersey reunion was last Thursday. They started filming at 9 a.m. They didn't get done. No, they started filming at, yeah, 11, no, 11 a.m. And they stopped at 9 a.m., I believe. Um, I was listening to Radio Andy and he was just kind of talking about the whole situation between Melissa and Teresa and this is what he has to say. 
I've got to tell you the level. I won't even say vitriol. I will just say hate between Teresa and Melissa. It's, I mean, the gloves are off. I've never seen anything like it. And the way the two of them are going back and forth, it was this thing of neither of them wanted to have the other to have the last word in any petty fight. Things got so intense that Andy almost walked off at one point. And by the time I was going to, he says, I was just so annoyed. And apparently he like yelled at Teresa and he said, there was a moment where I turned to Teresa. I apologized to her later. I didn't yell at her, but I just think I lost my shit with her in a way that I haven't maybe ever. So the rumors are that Teresa was just her worst fucking self. The worst version of herself at this reunion. I guess she was yelling and screaming and it was just nasty and exhausting. And I, I don't know where they go from here. I truthfully, I just don't know. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't imagine the show without Teresa, but I kind of can't imagine the show without Melissa. Like, it's weird. And, but then we also have all these new people that are creating all these new dynamics. And it kind of takes the heat off of Teresa and Melissa for me, at least. Like, I find myself more interested in like Dolores and, um, I don't know, Jennifer, for example, or uh, Danielle versus Rachel. Like, these are things that I'm like, okay, like I can kind of sink my teeth into and like figure it out. Whereas like with the Melissa and Teresa stuff, it's like you just know that they're so fucking dead with each other that it really does not matter to them what they say anymore. Um, it's it's crazy. I it's, it's so insane that we've been watching them do this for 15 years. Um why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, also the trailer for Real Houses of Orange County just came out today. Super, super fucking excited about that. Um, I'm, I cannot wait for Tamara Judge to be back on my fucking screen. Like, you guys have no idea. You have no clue. And then the very end of the trailer, we get a one, Vicky Gunvalson. Vicky Steinmetz. What is it? Wolf Smith and Gunvalson. You know, I just, oh, I just can't wait for the girls to come back. I can't wait for Tamara to just shit on everybody. And there's a new woman now. I didn't get her name, but there's a new housewife joining who looks like a, a combination of every blonde housewife that's ever stepped foot on Orange County. It was like she was made in a lab. It was like AI generated. Um, also, 
they did Family Feud last week, Orange County Girls. It was the it was the standard girlies, and Shannon was there with a one John Jansen. So hmm, she says, hashtag, we are not back together on the post. I just think that that's really weird. So I'm looking now. The body language is still kind of like, we might be fucking, you know? They did break up in January. She, I guess, was blindsided by this. And she said, you know, to People Magazine, I've never loved anyone more in my life. I was hopeful this was the man I was going to spend the rest of my life with. I wanted it to work out. I've never loved anyone like I've loved John. But clearly, he didn't feel the same way. So what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is happening? You know, I I just... I just want Shannon to be happy, but I don't know if Shannon is capable of being happy. You know what I mean? Um... I guess we'll see. <laughs> okay, so I just I just looked up the new housewife's name, Jennifer Pedranti. Um, Tamara just throws a napkin in her face during the um, trailer. And I just, I can't fucking wait. Heather Dubrow gets into it with Taylor Armstrong, it appears. I mean, I'm just ready. I'm fucking ready to go. Um, wow, so much. Also, interesting updates in the Vanderpump universe. Lisa Vanderpump and Ariana Maddox were invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I want that to sit with everybody for a second. They were invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Um, I don't really understand why, to be honest. Like, I, um, I don't know. I feel weird about it. For some reason, Pete Davidson, like, made more sense to me because... To me, he's like more of us, like in that realm. Like he's in that realm, but on the outskirts of that realm, if that makes sense. Like he's barely making it, in my opinion. Like, but he's like a comedian. He was on SNL. Like he's in like that circle of entertainment news type of stuff. Where's like Lisa Vanderpump and Ariana together? Hmm. Seems very strange to me, but, you know, I will be happy and to support uh, the girlies. You know, I, I'll i do what I can do. I need to talk about Summer House. I haven't discussed Summer House in a minute. It's, it's triggering for me, to be honest. I have to tell you, watching Summer House is very triggering because, like, let's just get into it. The Danielle and the Lindsay of it all. I'm like truly like my head hurts. Where I mean, should I start at the Lindsay and Danielle? Should I start at the Lindsay and Carl fight? Like where does one even begin with these people, with these kids? I'll start at Lindsay and Carl first. Okay, so last week, Carl, Carl and Danielle had a conversation. It ended positively. They both heard one another Carl's just a little bit, um, he's just not a very confrontational person. Like, he'll handle shit when he needs to, but he's not going to, like, keep fanning the flames here. Like, if he sees that he has made his friend upset, he will be like, yeah, okay, like, I own that. Like, I'm sorry I upset you, whatever, whatever. And Danielle seemed pleased with the conversation. You know, she ran back to the girlies and said, yeah, the conversation with Carl was really good. Like, we hugged it out. Everything is fine. So then Lindsay comes home from the bar and she's shit-faced. This girl is two sheets of the fucking wind. She can't even, she could probably not spell her own name. Like she was so drunk. 
And her and Carl start talking and I'm like, I really wish that they were not having this conversation while he was sober, obviously. And she is wasted because it's just not going to end well, especially when they're talking about Danielle. Like it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. So Carl says to Lindsay, like, you know, I really want you two to have a conversation. And Lindsay's like, we've had conversations. We've had two conversations about this and it doesn't get anywhere. And then Lindsay becomes activated. She becomes Liza. I'll call her Liza. Drunk Lindsay Liza. She just becomes a different person. She goes into survival mode. She goes on the defensive and she wants him to just tell her, I had your back. Everything is fine. Uh, You know, I, I stuck up for you. But like, he's not going to say that because that's kind of not really what he did. Um, and then they just start fighting and they're going back and forth and he's just like, oh my God, like, please just go to bed. Like, I don't want to have this conversation right now. Like, and then she's like, well, you're shutting me down. And it's a fucking mess. I feel like anybody who's ever gotten drunk and in an argument with their significant other, like can kind of relate to this situation. Maybe not, maybe just me, but like, you just can't get off the ride. And like, sometimes you need to go to bed angry. And I am a firm believer in that. Sometimes it's okay to go to bed angry. I think it's unrealistic that if you are spending the rest of your life with someone that you just like will talk everything out right in that moment. Sometimes you need a fucking minute. Sometimes you need to go to bed. You need to wake up with a clear head. You need to reassess the situation because things seem so much smaller in the morning, you know, like in the moment they feel so big and heavy and dark and tense and like the next morning you're like oh like that's why did I even react like that you know it's I so I felt bad because like you could just watch them like going in circles and then you know you have as Pet Shop Boy refers to them finally the bed sore girls you have um Amanda and you have Paige like sitting on the bed eavesdropping laughing eating popsicles you know it's just like you They love, love the downfall of Lindsay. Not even the downfall because she's not downfalling. They just love the like, whenever she's in turmoil, basically. They eat it the fuck up and it's gross. So then the next day, you know, Carl and Lindsay. Now I could be reading the situation totally wrong and you guys feel free to tell me if I am. But they, to me, seem like a mature couple in the sense where like, They don't need to wake up angry at each other, but they also don't need to rehash their entire night the moment that they wake up and also in front of everybody. They are going to act like, like, yeah, like we still love each other. We're not going to break up over this. So like, yeah, babe, like pass me the juice. Give me a pancake. Feed me a strawberry. That doesn't mean that they're blowing, blowing, (laughs) doesn't mean that they're sweeping things under the carpet. In my opinion, it just means like, like we still love each other and we know we want to be together, but right now we don't need to like handle the shit at this exact moment. And I thought it was really gross and really telling of Danielle and her confessional being like, you know, real relationships, like you need to fight, like you need to do this. Danielle to me is the quintessential friend who's in a horrible relationship and is projecting onto her best friend. It, it, it's like, I, 
you could tell AI to like, what does a jealous, bitter friend look like? And Danielle would pop up. And I understand like part of Danielle's like logic where she's just like, I feel like you don't check on me. Like, I feel like you're not a good friend to me. Like that's an okay feeling to have. Like I understand that feeling, but where I don't get it at all is why number one, you would go to the girls who fucking hate her and talk about it with them and get riled up. Number two, how dare you look at your friend who's known Carl for seven years and tell her she's moving too quickly when you moved in with your boyfriend after two months. And I also just wish like Lindsay could maybe, Lindsay is such a, um, I'm not going to say a logical person, but she's someone that like, unless you directly tell her exactly how you feel, she's not going to read between the lines, babe. She's, that's not what I'm getting from Lindsay. Maybe I'm reading her completely wrong. But I think if Danielle just said to her, like, listen, I'm really unhappy in my relationship. I don't see my boyfriend. We are not moving forward. And it hurts and it makes me feel, you know, a type of way seeing you and Carl move so quickly. Like, that's a, that could trigger anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you've been in a relationship for years and your relationship is not moving forward in the way that you would like, and you see someone, you know, in their eyes, like, oh shit, you guys have been together for seven months and you're already living together. And then you're planning engagements and you're doing this. It's like, you would be like, what the fuck is going on? Cause it just, I mean, it's kind of like Kyle and Amanda with Lindsay and Carl. I think Carl and Lindsay just highlight how much they communicate with each other and how little Amanda and Kyle do. I just think it's one of those things. And I just wish that like Danielle would just say that to her. But she's not going to because she wants to pretend that her relationship with Robert is perfect, even though they broke up two months after filming. Anyway, um, also last season, remember everyone was like, yeah, Danielle, you and Robert fought all the time. Like, why are we pretending like that didn't happen? I will never forget that. So that was interesting, you know, that was really interesting. And then, um... The girls, Paige, Sierra, and Amanda, they did like modern fertility tests like the week before because I think this was their way of hopefully getting Amanda to see that there's an issue. Now, this is a delicate um, conversation, but something is going on with Amanda and I find it really hard to watch And I find it really sad. And I, you you know, like you want to be so careful the way that you talk about it because clearly there is a problem. And Amanda or Paige and Sierra see that and they're like, okay, like how can we try to get her to do this? Because if we push too hard, then she'll freak out and she'll avoid it even more. So they kind of are like, okay, let's all do this together. This will be like a thing we do. So they do the modern fertility test, which just tests your ovarian reserve. Um, There's no way to tell like how many eggs you have. Like it's just your ovarian reserve. Um, You know, is it low? Is it high? Like what's the situation? So Paige does hers, comes back, you know, quote unquote, you know, in quotes, normal, um, healthy-ish or whatever the fuck. I don't want to get in trouble for what I say or how I say it because I know that it's like such a sensitive subject when it comes to like fertility and stuff, but I'm trying my best. Um, 
And uh, then Amanda does hers, comes back the same as Paige's. And I think that like Paige and Sierra were a little surprised by that, you know? Um, because I, I don't think that they're obviously hoping that this comes back like negative for her or like what, you know, quote unquote bad. But I, I think that they maybe were like, okay, if this test comes back a certain way for Amanda, then we'll push her to go. That will push her to go to the doctor even more or something. Um, I hope that that came out right and not like, I didn't want to sound like an asshole because like, I don't think that they're doing it with malicious intent at all or to be like, see, like you're this or whatever. I think that they're genuinely concerned friends. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, and then Sierra gets hers, and it says that hers she has a low ovarian reserve. And so she's a nurse, so I think this hits her a little different. Um, the one thing I have to say is, like, she does, she does have age on her side. Like, she is in her, like, mid-20s. But I think that that's also probably scary, too, because it's like, wow, like, I'm not even 30. I have this. Like, I have to go to the doctors. Like, that's just a scary thing. Like, as a woman, you kind of, you you know, you always hear, like, don't let people pressure you into timelines. And it's like, okay, but, like, it's a natural fear to have. Like, especially if you're a woman who, like, wants a family or kids, at least. Like, you you have those thoughts. And it's like, okay, well, you could get your eggs frozen. It's like, yeah, you could do that. But like, that also costs a lot of money. It's also, is that how you want to go about that process? Like, it's a whole situation. And I just think like, it's really stressful as women. And like, I hate when other women put each other in like a shitty spot where they're like, don't worry about the timeline. Like, you're fine. You're fine. It's like, okay, but my concerns are not crazy. Like I could, I could want those things. And that doesn't make me whatever you think it makes me. Um, I don't, maybe I'm like triggered. I see, like I said, you guys, Summer House really triggers me. Um, it's just, it made me so sad for Sierra because then obviously, you know, she's spiraling. Paige was like, oh my God, like, I hope like, you know, you're okay. Like, I felt really sad for her. Then there's a moment in the episode where they're all outside and they're all playing this game where they like jump and like throw eggs at each other. Uh, listen, I, I don't fucking know, but they're throwing eggs at each other. And then they're like, wait, what's wrong with these eggs? And they go and they look and they're all hard boiled eggs. Amanda had hard boiled all of the eggs in the house. It just, I'm just worried. I'm just worried. I'm just worried. And I hope she's okay. I hope she gets the help she needs. Um, in whatever aspect that looks like, um, because it's hard to, to watch 
And it's hard to watch also like people not really talk about it. You know, like I think everyone's trying to be sensitive, but there's also a point it's like Kyle needs to sit her down and be like, go to the fucking doctor. I'll drive you. If Danny saw me like that, I promise you he would like call and make me a doctor's appointment, like make me go and be like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like we need you to get the help that you need. What's going on? It's just triggering for me. Like just as someone who's like struggled with like eating and disordered eating and like all of that, it's like, would you struggle with that? I'm not saying Amanda is, but I'm also saying that's not what's going on because it, it just looks like there's a problem. I don't know. I hope I'm not like being insensitive. I hope I'm not being rude. I just feel like it's, I find it weird that like no one's talking about this when it's clearly a huge fucking problem. Anyway, I'll leave it at that because I I don't want to get canceled and I don't want to get in trouble. Someone already left me a review last week that said I was mean. I'm like, I was talking about hot soup in a bathtub with my best friend. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But okay. Anyway, so Danielle Lindsay. Danielle and Lindsay. It's sad because it's like they were best friends, but... Also, I'm just like, how do you guys like not budge on this? Like, I'm sorry. Like, how is Lindsay not looking at her and being like, okay, like, I'm sorry that that's how you feel. Let's move forward. And just like, let's move on. Like, let's drop this. Like, you know, you said my relationship is weird. Okay, move on. Like, and Danielle just is like a dog with a bone and just like not letting it go. And I'm sorry, Danielle looks fucking crazy. Danielle looks nuts. Like, Lindsay's always been a little nuts, as we know. Like, Lindsay's never tried to hide that side of herself. But, like, Danielle actually, like, is acting insane to me. Like, it's really weird. And Kyle, like, trying to get in the mix. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Kyle. Drink your lover boys. Shave your mullet. Dance around in your nakies with your little butt hanging out. I don't give a fuck about you. Um, And that brings me to my next point. Sam and Corey are the future of Summer House. I said it. I fucking said it. They have a fun, chaotic, youthful energy that like this show has just been missing. Like this season has been like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in the fucking trenches. I feel like I'm in waiters and I'm like like trying to get through the muck. That's how I feel. It's a slog to watch. And I hate to come on here and just bitch and gripe and be like, oh my God, like I hate the show because it's like, bitch, shut up. No one wants to hear that. But I'm still watching. Let's be clear. I just feel like, oh my God, like when Sam and Corey are on screen, like, and even Gabby, I'm like, this is fun. These are girls that want to have fun. This is, you know, they're going out. They're chugging beers. They're taking shots. They're staying up late. They're dragging Chris out of bed. Or Chris is dragging Corey out of bed and dragging him down the hallway to go work out. You know, Sam has just this this youthful, fun energy. And I got to tell you, I read her completely wrong. I feel like the first time I saw her on my screen, I was like, oh, no, no, get her away from me. But she's really grown on me a lot. Like, I find her to be funny. I find her to be self-deprecating. I think I turned the corner on her when Maya, who, by the way, where the fuck is she? She hasn't been on in three episodes and I haven't noticed. Haven't noticed. That cumulus nimbus of a person, she drags the energy down. 
you guys, it's bad. Like she walks into her room and it's the air gets sucked out. And I'm not just saying this because I never got my cookies. I'm saying it because it's truly how I feel. Like she just isn't, um, slow vibrational as Leah would say, low vibrational energy for sure. And, um, anyway, back to Sam and Corey and Gabby, Gabby, I'm really enjoying. She's got this really fun, bitchy energy that I just like kind of love. And the thing that the girls I wish would understand is like, Lindsay like makes friends with all the new people. She's always down to party with them. She's talking to them. She's getting to know them. She's really, she takes her time. And the bed store girls are just like always up in their room, you know, laying in bed, eating hot Cheetos. And I'm just wondering like, what's going on here? Like, why are we not participating? I remember this episode, Paige put on her bathing suit and Amanda literally was like, you're going out there. It's like, yeah, she's participating in the show that she's filming. That's what she's doing, Amanda. Yep. Sorry, you're not. So I think next season we need to get rid of Kyle. We need to get rid of Amanda. And we need to keep Paige. We need to keep Sierra because I do enjoy them, even though they are the Bedsore girls. I do enjoy them. I think that they're funny. I think they bring funny commentary. I would like to see them like pop in and out. I don't know if I need to see them every single weekend. Maybe keep Sierra full time. Paige, I just, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe bring Hannah back. Maybe let's mix it up the fuck up. I don't know. But she's married and she's doing like her comedy thing and she's really killing it. So kudos to her. Um, but I would really like to see Sam, Gabby, um, Corey, like this younger group, like this is, that's what summer house is, is like this partying and the hooking up and the, the drinking and the going to the, you know, Hamptons club social or whatever the fuck that restaurant's called, the only restaurant they're allowed to film at, you know, I just want to know like who's coming back and I hope it's them because I really enjoy them and I enjoy that. I loved last episode when Sam and Corey were talking about one another to other people, but they were like saying the same thing. Like he was like, yeah, I wasn't giving her anything. And she's like talking to Gabby. She's like, he wasn't giving me anything. And I loved it. Like I loved that kind of like, will they, won't they, they're going to, but they are. And it's like, she's pushing them up against cabinets and they're making out. And he like, just thinks she's like so stunning with her like blonde hair. And like, you know, he's kind of like goofy and like weird. Like he's fucking weird. Like you kind of look at him and you're like, I hate this person. I hate him. And then like you see him in confessionals, like talking about how he was always the skinny kid and like he like whatever, whatever. And you're like, wow, like, I don't know. Like I just get a fun, youthful energy. See, like I'm already awake again. Like I feel energized talking about them. That's just, those are the kind of people I want to be seeing. You know, I just don't find the shtick that Kyle puts out to be charming. Um, he's 40 years old, as I posted on my Instagram last week. He is older than majority of the new housewives that are coming on. He is. He's older than Whitney Rose. He's older than Monique Samuels. He's older than Eva, um, Danielle, Rachel, uh, Gina. Like he's he's an older gentleman and he's not acting like it. And I'm not saying when you turn 40 you need to become a grandpa. But like this idea that he's like a businessman and a CEO and I'm like, and you're acting like this, whatever, you know, I do enjoy the antics occasionally. I just wish like the, the rest of the group participated more. That's all. I feel like when they were single, they all really were in the mix and there was parties and fun. And now I just don't know where the show goes from here. I just hope that it gets recast. Um, I'm excited to see Andrea next week with Lexi. I don't think these people like Chris very much. Um, I have no real strong feelings about him, frankly. Like, I think he's fine, but like, I, 
I don't know. I thank you for your service, but I just don't know if you belong on reality television. Um, but you know, I kind of want to see him and Danielle hook up. Like I want there to be a cheating scandal. Maybe that's what Summer House is missing because that kind of was the, you know, the bedrock of this, the foundation of Summer House was cheating. Cheating and breaking up and getting back together. That was really how this whole thing got started. So that would be nice. Not saying cheating is good, but wow. Speaking of cheating, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. I mean, what a segue. (laughs) They're in this new movie together called Anybody But You. And I guess it's going to be rated R and people are up in arms yet celebrating because it's a rom-com and they're like, I can't believe a rom-com is going to be rated R. It's like Jen Cena, she needs to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and let us have this, okay? You don't know. You don't know what we've gone through with the rom-coms and the decline. Let us have this. So they're filming a movie together and uh, Glenn Powell was in a relationship and Sydney Sweeney is allegedly engaged and those significant others are nowhere to be found. The body language from Glenn and Sydney is unreal. Um, there was, uh, they were at CinemaCon together and they were doing like press, like an interview and they were inching closer and closer together and their hips were touching, touching each other. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I've got my eye out and I know everyone's coming out being like, oh my God, Sydney Sweeney's engaged. Like I can't believe you guys are so fucking stupid for believing this. It's like, let us have this. This is fun. It's fun to speculate Do we all remember where we were when Harry Styles allegedly spit on Chris Pine? That was a great day on the internet. And I will happy to be back in those types of, you know, situations. Um, I also want to say a quick thank you to everybody who signed up for my Patreon with Chris Lewis at Shortcomings Podcast. So it's incredible. We are officially launching next week. We've already pre-recorded several episodes, some evergreen episodes, and of course, the traditional Sex and the City episodes. We're in season five, end of season five, actually. And uh, we just got to Harry and Charlotte. It's really, really good. I hope you guys check it out. So please, please go subscribe. There's three tiers. Um, so you can choose which level you want to be at. If you want like a lower level, that will just get you like the newsletter, and then the podcast. And then, you know, as you go up, you get a little bit more, you get bonus episodes every week, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for supporting that. It really means the world to us. And, um, you know, it's how we keep that little show going, the little show that could. And I just love you guys so much. And um, thank you all for listening. And please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me at Brova Historian on Instagram. You can follow me at Take Your Soft on Twitter. You can follow me at Samantha Bush on Instagram. Nothing really goes on over there. Maybe I need to utilize my personal Instagram a little bit more. Maybe I need to like spice it up. I'm not sure. I'm feeling, I'm feeling in a mood, you know? Um, I hope everybody has a great rest of your week. I will be touching down with you on Friday with a new episode covering Vanderpump Jersey and... Vanderpump in Jersey. I was like, wait, what? Um, can't wait. So thank you guys so much. Love you. Bye. Bye.